Hi and welcome to another video on the channel. I am Manali. I am a podcast producer and I have today with me Mendy Green. Mendy Green is a video producer who has been producing videos for more than seven years and he works with startups to large scale corporations to deliver money making videos. Mendy is joining us on the channel today to talk about the before, after and in between the recording sessions. So let's get started. Before one hits the record button on the camera, there are different things that need to be taken care of. One of them being scripting narratives for the videos. Let's see what Mendy has to share. Absolutely. So this is actually something that I've learned in the last six months of my career is perfecting when do you script and when do you go unscripted? And for the better part of the beginning of my career, I was very much in the opinion of scripted content is where it's at. If you're trying to be productive and you're trying to get things done and you're not trying to memorize lines and spend hours and hours with the cameras rolling but you messing up, then have, have it scripted on a teleprompter. Don't memorize your lines. If you're trying to tell someone an entire course or an entire story, don't memorize it. You'll be way better off if you plan it out and put it on a teleprompter. Now, what I've learned since is actually that there is a place for non-scripted content, and that is with interviewing people. Exactly what we're doing right now is I have no I had no idea what answers I was going to give you when you when you asked me. I'm going off the cuff. I'm telling you naturally what's coming to my mind, and this type of content is much. In a way, it's easier to create if you have if you have the right things to say and you're good at delivering and you're naturally good at having conversation, then this is a wonderful option because we are creating so many micro videos and, and an entire podcast and a whole YouTube video right now in this moment and none of this is scripted. So the gold nuggets that come out of non-scripted videos are undeniable and to ignore them and not pay attention to them would be a huge mistake for business owners. So there's, there's a place for both. My mind and the, my approach currently is when we're making your website videos and we're asking your clients to give you testimonial, different things like that, unless we're interviewing them and you, if you want them to say something specific, you script it for them. It's unfair to have them just say it off the cuff. So uh, there's the, the corporate videos, uh, the branding videos, some there's a, a mix now. We incorporate both scripted and non-scripted content to achieve business owners' goals. Whether you choose to have a script or plan to read the script through the teleprompter, if you're just getting started, it might be weird for some folks to you know sit down and look into the pinhole camera and talk. Camera consciousness is real. Believe me, Mendy has some tips that you can use to become camera friendly. In becoming very comfortable on camera, and not just comfortable, but confident, where you're coming, when, when you're on camera, you are really delivering points. You're thoughtful and creative, and you can be in the moment and be your best self. So how does that come about to be? Is practice, practice, practice. And practicing also in moments that don't matter. So filming yourself. Like literally like going on camera or talking in the mirror, but speaking to an inanimate object is something that gets 
is something that takes getting used to. Practice is the number one thing to help someone get comfortable on camera. The second thing I would say is pretend like your camera is a really good friend of yours. You are just out to eat and they asked you a story and now you're telling them a story. It's very lighthearted. When you're talking to your friends, you don't feel that pressure to have something cr incredible, smart, and wonderful to say. You, and you don't have to be like full of wisdom. You could just be yourself. And that's how I recommend people become really comfortable on camera, is practice and then pretend they, that your camera is a really good friend of yours. Lights, camera, and action is the first thing that comes to mind when you say you're filming videos. Lighting plays a huge role in portrayal of sentiments in the scene. Like for example, most human beings default to being scared of dark, which probably explains why all the ghost movies are shot in the dark. So using lighting techniques can heavily impact the mood of your video. Mendy has a simple technique that you can use to lighten and brighten the mood of your videos. Just to look at my lighting right now. So this is purposefully lit. So what you have right now is three lights. Uh, generally, when I would light a client, I might use three in total, but let me break it down. We have one huge light right here. Now, the bigger your light source is, the softer the light is on your face, the better you look. So this can be, if you have a light that starts this big, but you have a softbox on it, and you can Google softbox, and you have, it's like a, a light dome that shapes the light towards you, that actually makes your light, the light source, way bigger. So this is a rule to remember, is the bigger your light source, the better you'll look. <laughs> so that's, so starting, I have one light right here, off, off, uh, like not directly on, uh, not directly pointing to my face, but off on an angle, it's pointing downwards. Yeah, it's on an axis. It's pointing downwards at a 45 degree angle, and the bottom of the softbox matches up with my chin. And that's how you know where to have it. The closer you can have it, the better as well. So the closer your light is, the less shadows, the more friendly and more beautiful you look. So that's that's the first tip. It, generally in your videos, you wanna come off as warm and friendly. That's why I gave some tips that I'm using right now with this huge light to create the soft light on my face. The reason why there's hard light over here is because I have a backlight that's quite bright. It's that like full power and it creates this hard light around the edge of my head and that separates me from the background. And then over here, I have a very, in the corner, I have this very orange light. Uh, and I set these color temperatures purposefully. So these, this main light, the color temperature is matched up with my main camera. Then these back lights, because I'm looking for like a warmer look, I made them on a lower Kelvin. Kelvin is how color temperature is, is uh, metered and measured. So I purposefully do that to create a warm ambiance. When creating videos for your business, I highly recommend that everyone take the warm, friendly approach as opposed to the horror, dark, moody sort of look. It, it creates like a sort of mystery and people don't really want to do business with people who are mysterious. They want to know who they're doing business with. So that's my recommendation. Simply put, you need to start using three lights. One, to light you up. 
one to light up your background and the other one to create a distinction between you and your background. Ever watched a horror film on mute? Doesn't look scary, right? Sound plays a huge role in influencing sentiments while viewer sees the video. Be it the vocals or the sound effects or even the background music, each has its role in the video. Let's see how a video producer sees sound to enhance videos. Absolutely. So the role of music in video is massive. It is, it is uh, music and sound. So when, when we're on the topic of sound, I also want to include like audio, like mics and stuff. So let's first hit the music part. Music is like when, when we were talking about storytelling and how that just speaks to us and how our minds are just interested in stories is the same way that music just speaks to us and like just brings us into a moment and, and so easily helps us feel certain emotions. So keep, keeping that in mind, knowing that it's possibly the most powerful tool to, to invoke human emotion is music. Uh, knowing that gives the music in your projects tremendous power and keep keeping that in mind will help your music be purposeful match up to the mood that you're trying to that you're trying to evoke and uh and it plays possibly like it's like 45 percent of your video is the music that you choose which is probably why creators as as just like a unanimous thing, we all relate on the fact that it takes forever to pick music for projects. It's such a huge decision to make. So the, then there's sound effects. And these are things like whooshes. And there's another thing called a riser, which is like, a, and it like brings, it like leads you to a moment. And you're kind of like waiting for something. And that like sound effects can also if someone crumples a paper and you hear the paper crumpling, it just brings the viewer in an entire new dimension. They feel like they're there in a whole new immersive way. So that that is music and sound effects. And then the third, the third thing that has to do with sound is quality mics and knowing how to use your mics and and capturing quality audio that people will watch low quality video and never ever absorb something with low quality audio they hate it it's an assault on their ears and it's disrespectful to post videos expecting people to listen to them in the car and enjoy and consume it when it's like <laughs> like it's so disrespectful why are you in your front yard with cars going by and then you still expect that people are going to come to the event that you're that you're doing a promo for. Like, forget it. Be realistic. People are not listening to wind noise in your videos. Like, they're gonna, they're just gonna scroll. And, uh, like, I'm a huge believer in if you want someone to listen to what you're saying, like, make it easy to listen to. So, quality mics, knowing how to use your your mics, using windscreens when you go outside, and, uh. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's my spiel on sound with video. So as a podcast producer, I have been working on a wide variety of episodes over the past two years and I have a confession to make. In my experience, editing alone cannot compensate for average content. 
if your retention rates average view duration are low you need to focus on your content first before anything else mendy has also been producing videos for more than 7 years now and he also has the same view can a professional editor take your boring content and make it fun yes possibly but if you're starting from a point where your footage is so boring and so uninteresting and probably just like all about you and has nothing to do with what your client audience uh wants to see uh then what i would compare that situation to is playing poker with like a bad hand is start off with something good like why would you bet your business and your livelihood and everything you've got going on on boring uninteresting content that just talks about you and doesn't offer any value to anyone else doesn't make sense right so to start starting off with good cards in a poker game means you thought about the content it's valuable to other people it's insightful and people are going to walk away with a good taste in their mouth they're going to know more about you but not because you specifically talked about yourself because you brought value to them and in the process they learned about who you are because you were giving it's it's not like oh guys like i'm here to talk about everything like that content's boring you can have a professional editor go through that but if it's just a, if it's just like always all about you and you're never sharing anything and you're never helping anyone then like eh boring i'm like people are going to swipe and unless unless it's all about you like your journey and therefore they're learning i'm like i i'm not in my experience editing does not make a project better it's thought and then the editing carries the thoughts and the creative ideas to the finish line that help you achieve your goals but i would do to make sure the simple test to make sure that you have the right elements in your videos to make sure that they're captivating is to watch your video and ask yourself do i find this video interesting if i was interested in this topic would i watch this video and be very very honest with yourself like watch the video is it boring like like come on let's be real is your video boring like is there nothing dynamic changing is it just like a constant frame of just you and there's no text there's nothing changing the the your voice is monotone and kind of like boring or, or are you like alive and awake like be honest with yourself watch this video back would you show this would you be proud to show this to your mother if the answer is no then if you don't even want to watch it and your mother wouldn't even want to watch it your audience definitely doesn't want to watch it that is a test that you should go through with every single piece of your content is would i be proud to show this to my own mother mendy put it so beautifully editing doesn't make the project better it's the thought that makes it better editing carries the thought and the creative ideas to the finish line to help you achieve your goals but most of them forget this conveniently and sell in their videos hard selling is not something mendy suggest his clients so i think pr- possibly the biggest mistake that business owners are making today when starting video production is thinking in terms of selling so when they go in- into making a video it's my product's amazing cuz it does this and this and we're the only ones doing that and it's uh it's very like if if you compare this video to a human talking 
this would be like a door to door salesman who's like, now he's like, hey, I know you you had no interest or did not plan to speak with me today, but here I am showing up to you. Hey, want to buy from me? And it's what I it's I and other people in the industry call hard selling. Is if you're constantly on hard selling mode and all of your videos are just selling, then it kind of loses people's attention. And if for the people interested in your product, they might purchase from you. But that's not the only goal of being online, having a website, having a social media presence. There's also the other goal is that people follow you. They're actively interested in your journey and they want to keep up with what you're doing. And when you just sell and you only talk about what you offer and what your business does and and that like you're kind of like just one track minded on selling selling are you a client oh you're not a client well i'm not interested in talking to you like that sort of mindset makes people tune you out and they're not going to be interested in you again until they want your product which it could have been that they would have been interested in you even before they bought your product and they wanted to hear about your journey and they wanted to hear your thoughts and ideas but they tuned you out because all you did was try and get the money out of their pocket and into yours. Editing a video involves a bunch of tasks, right? From ideation, scripting, production, editing, publishing as well. But the whole story boils down to engaging the audience. The idea needs to be carried through the video. Let's see what Mandy has to say about this. In order to make sure that the feeling and vibe that you were going for and the goals that you wanted to achieve with your video actually come about and you and you get those results actually takes finesse because throughout the process it's a creative process and things can be maneuvered and changed and the enemy to a the enemy to a effective productive uh, creative process is the words what if well, what if we had the text do that? And what if we do that? And in those situations, my advice is stick to your plan. Plan it out. And unless it, unless your plan makes it so that you just cannot continue, you realize something and you're like, wow, this would not work. Then you change that one thing. Once you start the creative process, make sure that you like really do your planning so that throughout the process, you're not changing anything. I'm huge on this. With my clients, they review their they review their scripts and we line up shot lists with it and then they sign it and and we confirm like we're moving forward with this we cannot change this mid creative process and and sometimes sometimes during the creative process you'll discover something and you realize like actually we shouldn't have had her smiling cuz it didn't fit the vibe okay sometimes you overlook things and then you change that one thing or you change as little as possible because when when you had the original thought and idea, you had a good idea. Pro provided that you had a really good idea, you need to carry this forth and not get distracted and not and not uh, go off on the side and creating what-if ideas. The world has turned online and remote collaborations are on the rise. Mandy has a couple of suggestions for those who have turned to internet to connect and collaborate. So this is a huge element of today's video production world where people can't necessarily meet up so they're doing exactly what we're doing right now which is these remote interviews it gives you the option and it opens the net of 
the possible people you can interview. It could literally be across the world in different time zones. And it just gives you a whole new network to interview, create these types of videos with. And it's a wonderful, uh, it's wonderful to have new tools like Riverside and these different, these different streaming uh, recording platforms that make uh, the quality quite great afterwards and it gives you the ability to, to film multiple angles. The, what I would boil it down to is given this new opportunity and this, this new interview style taking shape, we have actually started offering remote interviews as a service to businesses or podcasts where we'll go down, set up the mic and the light and the cameras and record this person for you while you chat with them over Zoom. So the, the main things that we've learned along the way is number one, don't tie your client, don't tie your audio into the Zoom. Your audio should be completely separate. So Riverside does this for you. So if you're using Riverside, then you don't need to worry because it's it's going to collect your audio file and give it to you afterwards because you want your two audios to be isolated. That's a huge mistake and you're, to, to make is to have the, the audio overlaid with one another and your editor will hate you or you'll hate yourself and you don't want to go down that road. So don't interlace your audio together. Keep them separate and isolated. That's the the number one thing. Uh, I would say secondly is if if one of your B angles is shooting you on the left and the other person is also the B angle is shooting them from the left and you both look like you're looking in the same direction. So when you try to like edit, it's going to look like you're both looking in the same direction. It's just confusing. But if one of you is looking in one direction and one of you is looking in the other, then when you match it up, it kind of looks like you're looking at each other. Whether it's like it's across this like virtual room. So that's an, the second piece of advice is have one person film their left side of the face and have the other person film the right side of their face and work from there, plan that out. And the third would I would say is actually uh, something that I'm picking up from you, which is prepare your interviewee, let them, let them know the style questions you're going to ask and really take the time to research them because you really did like look up my profiles and really got a feeling for who I was and then ask me questions relevant to me. So that would be the third piece of advice is people will feel way more, uh, people will feel way more welcome and comfortable on your podcasts and programs when you take the time to get to know them and who they are, maybe even ask uh, them for references. So you can ask close people, like depends how deep you want to go. Are you doing a documentary or not? But like, really asking people insightful and relevant questions is a wonderful way to make them feel welcome and comfortable on your show. One thing I'd like to point out about Zoom is that Zoom is a real pain with unstable and poor connectivity, internet connectivity. So the recordings aren't really that good and I speak that from first-hand experience. Uh, so I switched to Riverside.fm. Now this is not a paid uh, commercial but it in my experience uh, Riverside has been a really good recording station for my uh, content as well lastly we come towards the end of the video Mandy has some departing thoughts for those who want to get into video production the advice that I would give to a business owner if they were just starting out would be to take the time 
and figure out who their audience is, who's going to be watching these videos, and really speak to that person specifically. That's the biggest, the biggest recipe for, the greatest recipe for success is to know who you're speaking to, and then speak to their listening, and you'll find that you'll, you'll find that all your projects will be productive. They'll actually achieve the results that you were looking for, and the money and time that you spend on these projects, which is tends to be like not a small amount will be well spent and you'll feel that your investment was well worth it that is all for today folks if you liked the video like the video subscribe to the channel for more on podcasting and content leave a comment if you have a feedback or suggestions i am manali a podcast producer signing off bye